Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is episode three of this podcast, probably your favourite podcast by now. I'm Sean McLaughlin. And I'm Johnny Pelham. And this is... Failing Failing Better. Better. Are we getting better at that? I think we are. Yes, I think we're getting lots better at that. How are you, Johnny? How's your week? Had a good week. Uh, it's sunny here. Just had a beer and a pizza. So I'm a bit sleepy, but I think that's when I do my best podcasting. So I'm excited to get cracking. I'll be honest. I really wish you hadn't uh, hadn't have told me that. You just had a beer? Yeah. How long ago? Hour ago. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. What was the, a- what was the <laughs> ABV? What was the percentage? I don't know. It was one of those... Probably like, I'd say 5.4. You've just had a 5.4% beer but pre-pod. Yeah, yeah. I don't I think my... you're. I don't, I don't think you're committed enough to this venture, Johnny. What do you mean? Well, I'm not sorry. You're forgetting I'm an alcoholic, so um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm always drinking. No, I, I only did it to stop the shakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just. Uh, we'd walk the dog. My girlfriend was going away for the weekend. We thought I'd have a, a cheeky bit of pizza and beer. That's all right, isn't it? Well, it's fine. I mean, I, I quit drinking as soon as we started doing this pod. I quit eating lavish things like pizza. I I only eat porridge. I I don't even drink water. I just drink my own spit. But <laughs> it's up to the listeners to decide who's doing a better job on this podcast. Yeah, is it the legend John or the dweeb Sean? <laughs> oh. Work it out for yourself, guys. God, he's that's a, that was a leading uh, that was a leading comment there by Johnny Pelham. Um, anyway, enough of this bullshit. Yeah, the real thing that we Something need to talk very about. Exciting has happened, listeners. Genuinely. Li- you know, you've been listening to this podcast for one week now, listener. Two episodes in one week. And so you already know that this could be the biggest podcast in the world. But really, we didn't actually believe it until something happened this week. Uh, Johnny, do you want to go into what's happened? So the rock and roll band Bastille uh, have <laughs> quoted my, me and my show as the inspiration for their number one new album. <laughs> In what in what publication do you want to say? In Rolling Stone magazine. <laughs> if you go to Rolling Stone magazine, there is now the the leader of Bastille. I think is he called Dan Smith. I should know. His Dan name Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan yeah. Smith has quoted yours, Johnny Pelham, as the inspiration for their new album. I'm just getting a, I'm just getting the article up on my laptop now. I mean, you messaged me frantically late on a Monday night, 
Uh, and normally, if you message me that frantically, it's it's you know, <laughs> it's I think Sean, it's a, what a gangster's coming round. He's going to break my kneecaps. <laughs> I need it's quite regularly. I need fifty k. Put, put, put seven pound in my account this instant. <laughs> the gangster's coming round. Seven pounds. What sort of tryst have you got into that a seven pound payment is worth your knees? God, I um, wish I wish my knees were worth seven pound. Um, but instead, you were saying. Uh, I'm mentioned in this Rolling Stone article. I'm in the fucking Rolling Stone magazine. My name in the Rolling Stone magazine. I'm a big deal. Let me just read this. He chanced on an idea for the group's next album prior to lockdown at an Edinburgh Fringe Festival show in 2009, which once the pandemic hit became eerily prescient. I saw a comedy show starring comedian Johnny Pelham. What I find annoying is just starring Johnny (laughs) Pelham as I'm an actor. Like, I think... I wrote the show. I didn't just act. It was on me. Starring Johnny Pelham. I like, I like the idea. Yeah, I saw this show starring this amazing actor called Johnny Pelham. Really yeah. portrayed the <laughs> pathetic loser. I've never seen anyone deliver such, such a captivating performance. This is my life, Dan. This is um, Dan, isn't it? I've got already. Dan Smith. Yeah, it is. Come on, Johnny. We've got, he's the, <laughs> we've, we've got to get this guy on board. If he gets on this podcast, then we go to number one. Um, the comedian, he recalls, used it as a way of coping with childhood uh, childhood trauma. Fun, fun, Be- fun. Beating that drum again, are we, Johnny? <laughs> he was living as a pirate, a captain of a ship for half his life. It was brilliant, funny, incredibly dark, and complicated. And I got interested in making a record around the idea. Listeners, that's the review we want, okay? If you've got Apple Podcasts. <laughs> well, um, have you listened to the I've still not even listened to the album. I need to get on it. Yeah. I'm a, Have you listened to that? <laughs> Johnny, I'm their biggest fan. <laughs> I also like them. Yeah. We want, we want to get them on the podcast. That's the key thing. I mean, I've been listening to their music. I've do, I feel your influence all over it. <laughs> what, was, I tell, what was pathetic, and I say this quite generously, was I said, oh my God, I'm in Rolling Stone magazine. Sean so quickly went to let's get them on the podcast. <laughs> In second, it was like, oh, that's cool. We should get them on the podcast straight away, Johnny. Johnny, it was, Johnny. Yeah. If we if we get Bastille, right, do you have any idea how big this band is? They've gone platinum in the UK and the US. They've got 1.2 million followers on Twitter. They're top two That's, songs. I've got 1,800. <laughs> they've got so many more followers than me. Their top two songs on Spotify have a combined listening figures of 2.5 billion. Oh my god! That's a lot of listen, Johnny. If we could get them this band on here, and surely we can. I'm I no mean, inspiration. They have listed you in multiple publications. It yeah, I'm in the out. Sun as well. I mean, I'm all, I'm living in this guy's head rent free. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's an amazing development. I really do think we'll get him on the pod. I mean, what what have you done? We we did talk about getting in contact with him. I think we both immediately followed him on Twitter. So I retweeted him. Like, with him added into it. Because I wanted to get a dialogue do you mean going. Quote, do you mean quote tweet? Yeah, quote. I don't know what I mean. Johnny, you've got I did, to learn some of this internet lingo, man. I did a tweet that he was in. He was added in. Surely that's what it is. What are you talking like about? At, I did a tweet that he was added in. I did, like, a thanks at Dan Smith. Yeah, there we go. So he was added in it. Yeah, yeah. Twi- yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, and then he... Um, five-star reviews for the pod, by the way. Thanks a lot, listeners. Five-star reviews, five-star reviews. He he just liked it. 
You didn't because I was look just fucking. It was about my toss. Talk about my toss. Like just <laughs> fucking retweet it. Say this guy's the inspiration behind the band. I sell out. I've sold three tickets in Portsmouth at the moment. I did an interview on Portsmouth fucking radio and lost a lost a ticket buyer. Someone who had bought a ticket to my show. I went on Portsmouth radio to promote the show. Listened to it and thought I'm not actually going to watch that. So, so like he could have. There's no way there's not 170 of my steel fans in fucking Portsmouth. Yes, look, Dan, if you're listening, you've got to come on the pod, right? Yeah. You've got to. It won't be I, this. It won't be like I won't be inter- interrogating you about why you didn't. <laughs> why you decided to take the cowardly way out and only like one of my oh, posts. Johnny, 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 you've got you've got to really rein in your emotion. This beer has really got to your head, man. <laughs> like, we've got to. We've got to look. Give him a carrot. It would be an honour, Dan, if you're listening to be the arbitrator of your meeting with the man that you claim to be your biggest artistic inspiration. It is interesting that he hasn't replied. Like, it feels like a slap in the face. Okay, Johnny, just, he's, like, you have to try and just take this one easy. He's probably just trying to find the right words. It must be hard true. for him. He yeah. went to the Edinburgh Fringe. He saw Johnny Pelham. Yeah. He was compelled to write a number one album. It's happened to the best <laughs> of us. We've all tried it. He just did it. It's so stupid. It's hard to, um, it was such a stupid thing to read. Because how it came out was, so the woman from the, my PR, who does my PR, back remember said, are you friends with the lead singer of Bastille? <laughs> but there was no context. I was like, what? No, I, what? And she was like, because he is running his mouth around you, around town, around the PR town. <laughs> That's it. If I, if I had a publicist say to me, are you friends with the lead singer of Bastille? I would, I would assume that their next thing is because you've just hit their dog with your car. <laughs> and that's what I assume they would say. Because they've said you're an enemy to them. <laughs> In some of these. They've described you as the worst comedian. They've they said you're such a bad comedian that has influenced their worst album. Yeah. Um, um, but what, I don't... What, uh, we we, we want to got... get them on the pod. So if you are a Bastille fan, basically, listeners, we need you to get involved. If you're going to one of their um, concerts... <laughs> is it a concert? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a concert, Johnny. Going to one of their concerts. It's like fame. it is. It's genuinely. It's like doing a. It's like doing a podcast with like a like a toaster or something. Like you don't seem to know anything about human Sean, behavior. How many? How many platinum <laughs> album have you uh, inspired, Sean? None. N- none to my knowledge. You've none. got. You've got a failing jazz car. <laughs> hey, hey. Easy. Uh, so I think. Um, so you know, if you are listening and you got you know Bastille, inundate them. Get on failing there. <laughs> well, look, they're playing. I mean, this is what we've got to do because we looked at their gig list and they're doing, is it two or three nights at the O2 Arena in London? Yeah, we should be doing the support act for them. That's what we're thinking. We, if we, All we want, Dad, if you're listening, is just for this podcast to be the support act. So we'll just go out. Have a the chat. O2, <laughs> have a little chat. <laughs> read a Tony Robbins book and then we'll leave. Really get the crowd going. And then you could go out and play your songs. I mean, that's... I, I mean, this is so weird. Like, if, if I, if my, if I was, if I was them and you contacted them, I don't know. I find it very odd they haven't written back. But I'm gonna, yeah, you know, I'm gonna give them a week. This is a long term project. We're sowing seeds. You've sent them one tweet. You've done literally everything you could. Well, you were like, get your get your agent to call their agent, like some sort of mad. <laughs> Yeah, I want him on the podcast. I want. Him on, I want this podcast to be the but biggest podcast in the fucking world, Johnny. I want. I've got ambitions for this podcast. 
at the moment it isn't a podcast. All it is is us, me and you chatting. <laughs> it's not me release yet. And the third episode is just us talking about them. Why? There's, there's very little in it for them. That is, I mean, it is a hard sell. I guess now you put it like that. You're we basically saying, them. hey man, really yeah. th- thanks for the shout out. Do you want to put on our podcast? <laughs> it has yet to be released. It's We're mainly not- about you. It's mainly about how we want you to be on the podcast. Um, what? If they come on the podcast, I could give them like 20 minutes of my new show. <laughs> just to get see if I can inspire the next album get an ep out of it i think they should do an album based on my last show and then yeah, yeah. if that's more successful than yours that's the, the like the, the, the that's how we find out who's the better comedian i love the idea if you know, the the song that you inspire is just a man falling down the stairs repeatedly because you, you're not very good at comedy oh, for fuck, Johnny. <laughs> I hate it when you're drinking. I hate you it. are good. You are good. At I hate it. I you am are good. good. I am good. Come and see yeah. me on tour. If you don't believe me, come see me on tour. He's Go good. Across. If you like what Sean does, it's really good. Oh fuck <laughs> you! Fuck you! How many? Who do you, you know? Want? It's not. It's it's it. Look, I may not be to everyone's cup of tea, but at least I'm not some shock jock Jimmy Carr <laughs> wannabe like Johnny Fallon. Who have you inspired then? Um, Sean, any bands? Any the Beatles inspire them? No, no, no. I've, I don't inspire bands. Bands are too small fry for what I inspire. <laughs> I inspire presidencies. I inspire Trump. Boris I, Johnson. <laughs> I inspire. There was bits we had to cut out of the last episode because of world events. Uh, let's let's not tempt fate again, shall we, Johnny? Um, I inspire movements. I inspire the change of the seasons. You know, <laughs> every time that a man wakes up in the morning and says, yes, I am going to do something with my life. That is Sean McLaughlin inspiring them. Okay. So is that true? Uh, that's what I tell myself. That's what I tell myself as I frantically look at my phone to find out if my 2006 Honda Jazz can take me to Bath tomorrow for a gig. Um, Any news? None yet. None yet. I am worried. I am worried. Um, I had to take out a lot of uh, CDs from the car before I dropped it oh, off. I was on the CDs. Sounds quite seedy, that. It's quite seedy. Yeah. Oh, we had to take it all. Oh, before I showed it to a human being, I had to take a lot of lot of CDs out of my car. Well, yeah, it was all my wife's freaking My Chemical Romance CDs. I'm not having them look at that. They're like cool <laughs> lads. That's true. You need to put some Bastille uh, CDs in there. Look, Bastille... Are the best band in the world. I love Bastille. We are the two biggest fans. I've always loved Bastille. <laughs> Bastille. I, when, I, when I was a child, I said, God, Bastille are the best band I've ever come across. And that's still my belief today. When I was at university, I studied the French Revolution just because at one point they stormed the Bastille. <laughs> that's how much yeah. I love the band Bastille. Um, so that's what's been happening with us, listeners. Any other so, news, Johnny? Mm, what else has happened? Uh, no, nothing. No, not really. Can you talk into the fucking microphone for once in your life? <laughs> what a hurtful man you are! You're always just. Uh, you're always like, oh, not really. Like, <laughs> you know, is this is this good podcast material? Is it? You fucking idiot! No one can see the microphone. You should be ashamed of yourself. I might go. Me and Bastille might go alone. Just me, Bastille, me at the O2, the supporting act, and you just in the bins where you belong. Don't agree with that. Don't agree with that. We talk about our, our, our last week's ambitions. Yeah. Um, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I'm over two on mine. What, what was? I can't remember what your goal was. My goal was to unsubscribe for the Athletic. <laughs> not only have I un- not unsubscribed, I've actually been reading a lot of it. 
if anything, I've become a more active subscriber. Well, that's the other. Well, any good articles? Um, no. <laughs> well, I don't. Your, I think they're subscribe. a good service, but I don't think they're that good. Like, I don't watch any sport. Anymore. Yeah, that, you, it's pointless. So what's then. the point? Yeah, yeah, that's really true. I watched Arsenal Wolves yesterday. That was brilliant. Arsenal won, didn't they? Last minute goal. Yeah, I found out about that. Uh, in the dressing room of the comedy store, where all Ooh. good comedians, <laughs> as I was being led out yeah. <laughs> by the bouncers, for dropping I know Bastille. I know Bastille. <laughs> you'll be in. sorry when Bastille's on my podcast. You'll be sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, I have not achieved my my short term goal. I've really achieved much. I went swimming again. How was that? Did you scare everyone off again? No, I had a really good. Um, I had a good session actually. I had a good old, good old session. <laughs> session. But here's the why we're not allowed to say session. No, you went for a swim. You didn't go for a session. I had a session in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Brought four cans. Every time I did a lap, I had a, had a swig of skull. Legend. Uh, need the problem with uh, swimming pools is you need cash. If you're listening, people from my local pool. Make it so you... To, oh, no to contactless, get... you mean? No, no, it's all contact. Everything is contactless apart from you need a pound for the locker. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. It's a joke. It's a joke. Um, how about your ambition? I failed completely. <laughs> I was supposed to do press-ups, 20 press-ups a day, and I've done zero press-ups total. When was the last time you've done a press-up? I think the bigger question, Sean, is have I ever done a press-up? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I can't imagine I'd have ever done one. They just. What's the point? Well, I don't know to build muscle. To build. Yeah, I can just do that by carrying my groceries home, and I'm bringing my. Um, what are you, you getting? Know, what are you? What are you buying on an average exclusively shop? Exclusively melons. <laughs> just just twenty seven melons, please. Hello. <laughs> and then if anyone looks, at, if anyone, if anyone looks at me funnily, I just flex my arms and go. <laughs> <laughs> Who could possibly look at you funnily? Who could I'm possibly? Gonna... There goes Johnny Pellon with his <laughs> weekly 27 melon shot. These melons don't grow themselves, I say. Point to my bicep. They're fed by other melons. <laughs> These melons don't grow themselves. Uh, we'll get that on some merch when we open for Bastille at the O2, I think. God, we're going to be millionaires. Uh, yes, we certainly are, actually. And um, Oh, what? that's such a good link. That's such a good link to what we're talking about. We are talking about money. Getting money, rich money, quick. money. This is the self-help podcast for losers. And if, like us, you're crap with money, you're in the right place. Um, just a reminder, uh, thank you for the reviews. Uh, just a reminder, thank you for the reviews. <laughs> just a reminder that we are thanking you for the reviews, in case you've forgotten. What are you talking about? I was going to try and plug our um, Twitter and stuff like that. Oh, at, yeah. failing, at Failing Pod, if you want to follow us on Twitter and follow our many attempts to get Bastille on the show. Bastille, get on the show. That should be our first tweet. Bastille, come on. Bastille, come on. Come on. <laughs> what is this, the French Revolution? Come up. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. It makes zero couldn't, sense, could, man. Couldn't make any sense. Uh, maybe it's your exclusive melon diet that's uh, causing your brain to... To rot a little bit. Uh, also, you can email us at uh, failingbetterpod at gmail.com. And please do email us. 
It would be nice to get some emails. Yeah, yeah. If you're sat of... there bored at work, send us an email. What sort of emails would you want, Johnny? Just, just... I just want the manager of Bastille to say you're playing the O2 and every other day on this tour, and then to send us, you know, a, an illicit <laughs> dick pic. <laughs> okay, well. Uh, I don't know yeah, why I fo- want that. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter if you want to see said dick pic. We will post it. Uh, if we receive it. It would be so good to get on that tour, Johnny. We can at least get backstage passes. I think so. I'm that inspiration. Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to think of something that inspired something else and I can't. Who's, your, who's, your, who's your biggest artistic inspiration? Johan Cruyff. Because when he played football, he, he made football art. Okay. Well, he's passed away, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I can't get, I can't get on his podcast. <laughs> what about you? Who's your biggest inspiration? Uh, probably Johan Cruyff. To be fair, uh, I right. think he, I think he made football art. Um, right. Thank you very much, guys. Let's go. Should we go into the main section? Let's do that. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, let's um, let's get into some learning. Enough of this failing. We've done the failing half of the title. Now it's time for the better half. That sounds good. Let's do it. Yeah, it does sound good. Uh, last week we learned all about how to be effective, highly effective, highly effective, and yeah. I feel effective. I feel and more I effective. Feel, as a I feel highly effective. So it's worked. <laughs> I'm effective, and he's high. <laughs> 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 now let's make some goddamn podcasts. Let's make some podcasts. Uh, this week we're talking about how to get rich. Woohoo! I love money. Do you like money, Sean? I'm a I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm I'm sort of a lifelong fan. I've got a I've got a bit of it. It'd be nice if I had a bit more. And uh, God knows I'm expecting a phone call to tell me <laughs> that I've got a lot less <laughs> than I had this morning. But uh, yeah, uh, I did. Have you ever wanted to get rich quick, Johnny? That's all I've ever wanted to do since the age of two. Get some goddamn money so I can live the high life. Yeah, got to get that Bastille on this show. We've got to get that Bastille money. They must be so rich. How rich do you think they are? 
We'll ask him when he gets on the show. That'll be yeah, our first, yeah, yeah. Our first question. What is reading out your bank balance right now? And also your, your stock portfolios and any money you have tied up in property. How much are you... What is your worth? <laughs> question one, what are you worth? Thanks for coming on the pod, Dad. <laughs> and then and if one is your mother's maiden name. <laughs> maiden name, postcode, and first pet. Um, and also account number and stock code. So... We're going to read this this book. I we're going to read. Uh, we're going to talk about a, a sort of financial help book. It's viewed as the, it's viewed as the biggest selling personal finance help book ever. It's called Rich Dad Poor Dad. It's Ooh. by a man called Robert Kiyosaki from Hawaii. I mean, he's from Hawaii, so he's got to know a lot about money and have a fantastic shirt collection. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the rule. And a terrible <laughs> taste in pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Get a, what's that pineapple doing? What's that pineapple doing? I'll tell you what it's doing. It's investing in real estate, according to Rich Dad Poor Dad. It's not a bad little bit of link. Uh, it's, not anyway, great, it's not a great link that pineapple's investing in infrastructure. Uh, uh, well, in SpongeBob, pineapple is in infrastructure because he lives there. Let's draw a line under this whole uh, pineapple cul-de-sac, shall we? Um, let me go over this book. Have you heard of this book? I haven't. I mean, you've told me briefly that this is what you're doing on this week's podcast, but other than that, I've not heard of it. Great. Really could have... I mean, that... You could have just said no. Well, you could have just taken that without having to turn it into a, into a criticism, couldn't you? We've both got a lot to learn. Yeah, we can streamline. Uh, That's one of our main goals. Let me tell you about this book, right? Robert Kiyosaki. This is the setup for the book. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. The idea was that when this guy was nine years old, he was in school... And his best friend was called Mike, right? And he wanted to be rich. Him and Mike wanted to be so rich. You know, they were nine. Yeah, you have this nine-year-old. Well, you, yeah. Well, you said you just said that your your it was your age since you were two. So in theory, you should be much more successful than this man. But uh, I am to find success. If you define success in quite a narrow, specific way to me, then I'm very successful. You just knocked your sorry. Just off. absolutely clattered my knee into my radiator there. I mean, I mean excruciating pain. Um. Fucking hell! It is mad that yeah, it's the blind leading the blind. It's mad that Bastille are going to be on this podcast soon. That's what's going on. Um, so, basically, uh, this guy, Robert Kiyosaki, is in Hawaii in the 50s. He's a little nipper, wants to make some money. So him and his other nine-year-old friend, Mike, come up with a scheme to make money. And this was their scheme, right? Did you ever have any schemes to make money? Like, when you were nine, what was your... I mean, I, this is a loaded question to ask you because this could be a very tragic answer, but do, do, do you have any funny anecdotes from your childhood? I'll steer it away from the obvious trauma, the, the obvious award-winning trauma on sale now, Um uh, I, <laughs> I, um, I was thinking about this. I had a friend who I think must have, like, he'd basically buy pens of us for like insane amounts of money when it, I was probably like year five or six but he'd spend like 20 quid for like a biro pen and I think what in school? yeah yeah so I think he was probably very insecure and lonely and didn't have many friends and so he would and he obviously had access to loads of cash so to like he, and he just pretended he was like obsessed with pens I don't so understand like, I don't understand he would he would spend he would buy so like we'd have like a like a biro like a nice like a fountain pen and he'd be like I'll give you 20 quid for that pen and then we'd be like alright then yeah 
Twenty pounds for a pen. Yeah, so I back in was... the day. I mean, he must have been loaded, this kid. <laughs> but I, he, he, like, he, he. I think he. I wonder if he'd like. I don't want to speculate too much and slander this poor child. Well, I, I mean, we, we certainly haven't built up a reputation for doing that anyway. So, uh, this <laughs> would anyway, be the first. So, yeah, so he'd just like get paid loads of money for people's pens, and then the head teacher found out, and then she called all the people who had been selling him these pens, and she called me out, and he said, "Has." This guy's name. We can edit that. We can edit. That. So, no, no, we can't. We can't. Um, had he um, has he been buying pens off you? Because I didn't want to get in trouble. I was like, no. Why would he do that? And because of that lie, I was the only kid who got to keep the money. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a very important lesson in lying. Always what, lie. <laughs> what it's what it's like. Even if you're under oath, tell a lie. Particularly if the bureaucrats are coming for your money. I can't uh, stress how well it worked, though, because I got to keep, like, 100 quid. I bought so many chicken and chips with that money. <laughs> I don't really understand. When I was in school, the, the sort of equivalent entrepreneurs... I mean, what was his... Lo- that doesn't feel like he's got an entrepreneurial spirit. Like no, he- no, he was giving... For sure, he was giving money. He was giving... He was giving cash for access. For he was access. Tories. <laughs> he was... He wanted me... As a cool kid. You yeah, know, yeah, we'd yeah. be out in the back smoking a doobie on the bike sheds. When you and were what, in year five, you were out yeah, smoking yeah, a doobie. Yeah, when yeah. you were no, what, nine years old, <laughs> not really. But clearly, he, he was just an incredibly insecure kid who had access to money somehow mm. and decided he'd pretend he had a fascination with pens <laughs> and buy them off people so that they'd hang out with him. Well, I mean, I'd be curious. Let's get him on the pod. I mean, I wonder if it, what he's made of himself. I doubt anything good to us. He's not Bastille. Imagine if he was a drummer in Bastille. <laughs> I mean, that would be one of the great reveals in the history. Bastille, if you're listening, not only do we want you in the pod, we need you to get a new drummer pronto. We need your drummer. <laughs> um, awesome. What about well, you? Did you have any get-rich-quick schemes? I was never that interested in it, but there were always, for us, it was just the sherbet sticks. There'd be a kid who, you know sherbet sticks? Yeah, yeah. There'd be a kid who, I guess you buy them for 10p each at a shop, and he would sell them for 20p each in a classroom. God, he's making big money. That's a 100% well, he, markup. I mean, he wasn't making anywhere near as big a money as you, who presumably was given a pen by his parents and turned it into 100 quid. Yeah, it was a good. that was a good... If you've ever got a business model, try and get someone to spend extortionate rates on quite easy-to-access <laughs> guysums. That's a really good... <laughs> well, uh, anyway, this fella, Robert Kiyosaki, who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, him and Mike, his friend, had their own little scheme when they were nine, and that was... They're going to melt lead and make their own <laughs> coins. <laughs> I'm going to repeat that again. They're going to melt lead and make their own coins. And so then they... Was he trying to make a currency to challenge the dollar? <laughs> no, he was trying to make nickels. He was trying to make actual just replicas of, <laughs> of US nickels. I don't know why he's included this story, but apparently he told his dad, and his dad went, this is illegal. And this was the first time he realises that his dad has got a loser's mentality. <laughs> that makes sense. So that's the whole point. The whole point is that he considered his, his, his life, he had two dads. His poor dad was his real dad. He considers his real dad his poor dad. Uh, just for a harrowing book. Well, yeah, just, just, just for a reference point, uh, his poor dad had three PhDs <laughs> and was the head of education in Hawaii. <laughs> So, obviously, really, really struggling. Um, 
but then he also had his rich dad, who is Mike's dad. And this, our book is about all the things that Mike's dad taught him about the world. Mike's dad apparently had a, a few grocery stores and a few other businesses. And uh, it says he became the richest, one of the richest men in Hawaii. From a, from a few stores. He must have been underplaying, yeah, I've got a corner shop and I've got a, <laughs> a garbage. I'm the richest man in Hawaii. I'm, I'm buying political... Uh, I'm a heroin dealer, you know, as well. <laughs> yeah. How did you never pick it up? That's crazy. So he must have had more than a few shops. Well, it's never really made clear how he did it. I mean, I would say this book, and actually, I do like this more than I thought I would, this book. Ooh. But it is loose on the details. I mean, Robert Kiyosaki claims that his uh, net worth... Uh, that he, you know, the amount of money he has is between fifty to a hundred million dollars, depending on the day, <laughs> which is a very, very normal sentence. Um, but the key thing is, rich dad, poor dad. He says that there is a poor person's mentality and a rich person's mentality. I have definitely got a poor person's mentality. Yeah, I've got a poor person's mentality and bank balance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I am like. I, I genuinely, because I spent so long having nothing, that mm. now that I get to go into any shop and buy a toffee crisp, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I made it. When I say any shop, I mean, I do mean shops that sell toffee crisps. I don't mean <laughs> kind of DFS. I want, I want a toffee crisp, please. <laughs> I want a toffee crisp. You know I'm good for it. Come on. This is coming, sir. <laughs> Just put your, put your laptop back, put your printer back on a goddamn toffee crisp. I'm Sean McLaughlin, and I'm obviously mad. <laughs> I got severe mental health problems, and I want a toffee crisp. Look, I like a toffee crisp, and uh, I like a bargain. Uh, that's how it goes. Are you all right with money, Johnny? I'm actually okay with money. I think. Like, I'm not uh, lavish. I'm not. I'm, I'm certainly, certainly not lavish. I'm. I'm bad with money. I was. I'd never buy anything. For years, I remember saying to my friend, George always brings it up, I was like, I think I could live off £8,000 a year. And I really meant it, because I thought I could do that. And now, having gone out with Sophie, who spends money in an insane way, mm. I've started picking up her habits for that. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm, I'm wandering into M&S, and I'm just chucking <laughs> all sorts of shit in the basket that doesn't need to be there. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. What sort I'm, of shit? What sort of shit are you chucking in? What uh, 27 melons 27, 27 melons and they're not they're not none, none of them are reduced if anything don't I'm t- saying don't tell you about the last time I was in M&S I was in the clothes shop I think I told you this I was trying on did, a suit didn't did you get like <laughs> yeah I don't have a gun yeah I, I just tried on a suit and I stood outside I'd been in the dressing room for about five minutes <laughs> and I went outside and the whole shop was empty and the whole everything was empty and there were no customers and there was no staff and just a man ran up to me with a gun and went what are you doing here I went I'm I'm trying to buy a suit and he went you've got to get out of here mate I went down he like led me out loads of other people pointed guns at me there was obviously some sort of bomb scare or something they'd never told me so how did how did you I mean that is exactly how I will die that is exactly how I'll die but how did you not hear the commotion what were you doing uh, to see? I've got a suit and I'm happy <laughs> at the top of your voice. Suity, suity, Sean, 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 suity, poddy, Sean. There must have been a commotion, though, or, like, noise, or some warning that there was someone with a gun running around. Well, no, I mean, obviously not enough. I mean, I that is so typical. How could people go to my funeral? <laughs> like, how could you keep a straight face? He died tragically. He was blown up by a bomb in M&S. <laughs> Trying his first ever suit. <laughs> Trying to buy on a first communion suit. <laughs> Um, that sounded, was it quite scary? 
No, it was fine. You have a, you have a fun, like you remember in two episodes ago when you sort of told us that your therapist tried to abuse his position of power and shag you, and now you've told us you were almost in a terrorist attack. And both times you said like, yeah, I was just wandering through life, something absolutely awful happened, but I'm fine now. The thing is, I, I'm one of those people that the the bigger the level of uh, like risk or jeopardy, the less I'm anxious. Right. Like if I'm. Like, 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 for example, I am so anxious about getting a phone call from the garage now. I'm yeah, so yeah. anxious about it. But if someone was to run into my house with a knife now, to be fair, I'd probably still, like, I'd, yeah. I'd still, I'd still be pretty anxious. I'd probably, it felt like what you were saying was a clear lie. I'd even, I'd even contemplate stopping the podcast for a second. So, so audience, <laughs> if you want to run into Sean McLaughlin's house with a knife, he'd be absolutely fine with that. Bastille, if you're listening... Yeah, run in. Open door policy. How do you think um, you'd feel entering Bastille? Would you be nervous or would you be calm? I think it's the job I was born for. Me too. I you, I, to... I, I, there are some celebrities I've got nervous about because you meet famous people occasionally doing stand-up. Um, like John Keller. Yeah, well, I do. I, <laughs> I do, you don't. I've never met anyone famous. <laughs> I've met, met that Halifax from the... <laughs> Halifax from the Halifax. <laughs> I met the Halifax from the Howard adverts. <laughs> I've called him Harold as well. <laughs> did you keep? Did you call him Harold on the day? Quite <laughs> possibly. Where did you meet him? Um, I just met him. Just <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Where did you meet him? It was at like a weird sort of gig where, um, and he was in the audience. He was just in the audience. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, no one really met him. But everyone was like, "Harold's here," and so it, I mean, they said Howard probably. <laughs> Yeah, they almost definitely did because that's his name. Um, well, yeah. Actually, one celebrity I didn't meet. This is, the, this is the time before I was trying on a suit. Every time I try on a suit, something goes wrong. I was in John Lewis now, Oxford Street. Things are going all right. It's like the flagship yeah, shop yeah. of Britain. I thought, well, nothing could go wrong here. Tried on the suit. I was going to stand outside to have a look in the mirror, see how it looks from a distance. <laughs> Couldn't open my door. <laughs> Couldn't open it. Someone was someone was forcing it closed. Every time I opened it, someone pushed it closed. I was like, oh, close. I had to just sit there for twenty minutes. Finally got out. Jamie Theakston <laughs> is recording a fucking hidden camera show in the dressing room of John Lewis, and they didn't check if there was anyone in there. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm. I'm either. I'm not the victim of a prank. I wasn't like a victim of the prank. I was just like collateral damage. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> Jamie Thinkson's out there on camera going, "Your mum thinks she's getting a brilliant spending spree, but we've sent some wacky shop assistants." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm in here. I'm like, I think I'm going to die. I'm getting claustrophobic, Jamie." Why would they do that? That's so crazy. You think surely there must be cheaper places to do it than John Lewis in Oxford Street? Also, it was just for a radio show. How do pranks work on the radio? <laughs> Yes, yeah. just Amanda Holden describing what's happened. She yeah. looks sad. He was crying. He was crying real hard. Right. We thought he'd won a million pounds, but it turned out we all just shoved him. We just punched him in the face. I'll teach him to ever have to me. I don't think you've ever watched a prank show in your life, Johnny. I watched, have you watched that one in America? Anyway, this is going off to a pointless tangent. Have you watched that one? In what's your favourite? What's your you favourite? Sometimes you sound like some old fart from like <laughs> from like you watch that bloody prank show from America. My issue is I've been I, I listen back to the podcast. None of my sentences seem to end very well. Like I always just tail off into like nonsense. Hundred percent agree with you there. What do you think um, we can do about that? 
I, it feels like a you problem, not a Maybe me. Maybe we need to find a book. Is there any book about finishing your sentences in a helpful way? <laughs> we need to find a book and hit you <laughs> in the head with it. No, it can be on the podcast. All Have right. you read How to Finish Sentences Correctly well, by well, yes. Jamie Finkston? Fine, we'll, we'll, we'll see if Jamie Finkston has written a How to Finish Sentences Correctly book. Fingers crossed. I'm um, excited. What are you talk? Which prank show are you talking about, by the way? And then we'll get back to Mr. I, I Robert can't Kiyosaki. What it's called. Of course, I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> Great. Anyway, he learned a lot of lessons. This guy from his rich dad. Yeah. And let's go over them, and we'll see if we can apply them. <laughs> see if they're the type of thing we could do. I need to say this, Johnny. Yeah. I went into this book thinking this guy's an idiot. These this advice is stupid. I think he is an idiot. And I do think the advice might be stupid, but I do actually have to accept he's probably correct. Like, if you did do these, you probably could make a lot of money. The problem is more that they are just almost... Um, it's it's like a dereliction of duty to make them this non-specific. That's all I'd say. All right, well, that's all quite vague, but enticing, so... Yeah, well, that's... More. I mean, it's giving you a flavour of how it is to read this. Book. Right, here's his lessons. <clears throat> Lesson number one. Don't go to school or get a job. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Or then it doesn't sound as promising as, as I was told. It feels like I might be missold. So what? Don't, what do you, you, what do you associate? School, what do you associate with with making a lot of money? Getting a job? He's saying no. That's his main thing. Do not get a job. And so do not do go do, to school. What do you do for money, though? Is that right? You hustle. This is, you, yeah. you make nickels. Basically, that's it. If you have an you form your own currency, <laughs> you form your own currency, and you challenge the US dollar. <laughs> In whatever village you live in, you... His, his whole thing is he goes, uh, the rich don't work for money, money works for them. But how do you his... get the money in the first place? Yeah, yeah, he doesn't talk about that. He doesn't <laughs> that talk about key. that. That's, that's the bit that he doesn't talk about. There's a big whole bit in the middle which he doesn't talk about. All he ever says is, I've never spent a penny of my own money doing anything, and I'm now I'm worth between 50 and $100 million, depending on the day. That's what he says. So do you loan money initially, surely? That's the only way, isn't it? I guess so. So you loan money and then you put that money into assets. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, that's almost getting to his second All right. point. Oh, I'm ahead of, I'm, I'm, I'm very intuitive. I'm, I can tell I'm, that you've got four years on him. I can tell yeah, you've yeah, got four yeah, years. Yeah. Um, I mean, his whole thing was his poor dad, um, the head of education for the state of Hawaii, <laughs> uh, went to school loads and had loads of like student debts. And he always says that what people learn in school is irrelevant because what the, the one thing they don't learn about is money. And then I looked at a few videos of him when they asked about that. And when he says is when he says people in school aren't taught about money, what he seems to mean is people in school aren't taught specific things about how to leverage debt into real estate or commercial properties, <laughs> which makes a bit of sense. Yeah, and it's true. I, I don't know anything about leveraging debt to make, you know, I don't know that. I don't even know what I was just saying just now. I don't really know what leverage debt mean. It sounds like something you do and it'd have work though. But like I like you got uh, you've got a very good education. I've got a master's in international political economy. <laughs> I don't know why you find that. Sorry, funny. can you? I'm sorry. I need you to repeat that. I must have I must have blanked <laughs> out there for a second. I've got not only am I'm, I'm the inspiration for Bastille's latest album, number one platinum bestseller. Not only am I an award winning comedian on a quite poorly selling out first national tour, but also I've got a master's in international political economy. So you've got is that a PhD? What is? I don't even know. No, what no, that it's is. a master's. Isn't it? Is that better than a PhD? No, no, it's le- it's much less than a PhD. Oh, is it? Okay. Have yeah, you got yeah. a PhD? No. 
No. I, I, like masters. Think, I like that you think I have a PhD, though. Well, no, I don't even think you've got a degree. I'm surprised you've got shoes a lot of the time. What <laughs> <laughs> thing to say? No, I've got but, loads um, of shoes. I've actually got three pairs of shoes right now, which is, I think, the most shoes I've ever owned. So. Oh, that, yeah, well, it's, it's actually, I, I, that's a good thing to know. Um, how so many what shoes did you, do you have? Um... Do you mean how many shoes or how many pairs of shoes? How many shoes? I've got I've got three shoes. How many <laughs> shoes do you have? I reckon I've got eight shoes. Whoa. Are we counting football boots? I'm not for you, no. For someone who I imagine used them ever, we could count them, but when was the last time you wore your football boots? When I went running in the rain about four years ago. Um, what? what you can't run you have to just run on grass. How are you getting to the grass? You know? I I uh, I just I don't know. I just get an Uber. <laughs> what? <laughs> just get an Uber to the grass. You got Uber. I just get an Uber to the grass. <laughs> We're full football kit, so I go running, Johnny. So we talked about my fitness in the last episode. I, I dress foot, full football kit, including boots. Get What's... an Uber, and they go, "Where do you want to go?" I go, "Grass." What's Mike about this? I've got no idea if, if you're telling the truth or not. Because either's equally plausible. Either you're just an insane liar or you're just fucking crazy. No, I get an Uber. I get an Uber to the grass. It's the to only the way grass, to travel. Please. To the grass. And they go, what, what grass? I go, any grass. You choose. Your choice. Dealer's choice. Take dealer's, me to the grass. Dealer's choice. Take me to the grass. Um, I have ended up in a lot of very untoward situations. Uh, a lot of, lot of drug deals I didn't think I was getting into. But... Um, <laughs> I can't, I can't run on this grass. It's hardly there enough. It's like very hard to negotiate. Very hard to negotiate a weed deal when you're dressed in a full Barcelona kit. Let me tell you. But uh, <laughs> you look spectacularly you know, messy as well. So yeah, like, yeah. Hell, tall messies buying some weed. It's as disconcerting for them as it is for me. <laughs> when did you first realise you look a lot like Messi? When basically every audience in the country started shouting at me as soon as I started going on stage. <laughs> I would say genuinely one gig a week, one gig a fortnight, someone <laughs> shouts it first minute of my set. Messi! Messi! Let's get that. Um, That's going to be the first merch is uh, Messi on a t-shirt with your face on. We can sell that for 20 quid a... 20 quid yeah, a pop, also, we won't need to print it. We can just get Lionel Messi... Yeah, that's true. Buy Lionel Let's Messi interview stuff. Messi. Let's get Bastille and Messi, first two people on the pod. Lionel, if you're listening... What we should do is we should get you to put on an accent and just pretend we've got Messi... <laughs> Got do you want to do a quick practice? Do you want to do a quick practice? I don't even know how he sounds. He's from Argentina, right? Let me do it. All right. Let's just do a quick run through, all right? 30 seconds. So, Messi, what does it feel like to leave Barcelona this year? Very, very sad. <laughs> very, 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 very sad. Are you from Kazakhstan, by any chance? I'm from Buenos Aires. My wife. Is also from there. <laughs> and look at all of my ballon doors. I think this might be becoming a hate crime. I don't even know who to, but it feels. <laughs> Thank you for a podcast. So that was Lionel Messi there talking about his move to PSG. Yeah, last summer. <laughs> Stick around we'll for be, a full interview in a future app. We'll, yeah, we'll be getting more from Lionel Messi throughout the pod. It's actually good we have that. We can get producer Paul if you want to cut that clip out. That we can email that to um, Lionel uh, Messi's. No, we'll, email, we'll email that to Bastille. I'll be like, look, you'll be joining some pretty esteemed company. <laughs> and they'll be like, then so they'll look at the clip and they'll be like, whoa. 
I didn't know that they actually Lionel got Messi's it. got such a messy house. <laughs> <laughs> Lionel, Lionel, house. Lionel Messi dresses in full Barcelona kit when he's just sat at home. <laughs> oh God, um, made me laugh a lot. So, but I mean, I guess bringing it back to the to- <laughs> bringing it back to the topic. Did you? I mean, do you feel like you got you the money you spent on your education was worth it? Because I went to uni for three years. We went to the same uni. Yeah, Newcastle Uni. Different uh, times though. Sean's older than me. I am older, as you can tell by his skin, and also his wisdom. God bless you. Um, and the streak of grey in my hair, yeah. and the sense that I noticed starlings at dusk, and his d- delusional dream to be Lionel Messi, which <laughs> impedes in almost every aspect of his life. <laughs> Um, I I feel the money I spent at uni, and I go make great friends. Yada 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 yada. yada made great friends. I, I I don't think I got much out of it. Yeah, me it's a complete waste of time. I mean, I did so badly on my degree. What did you I, get? Oh man, you don't want to know. I I couldn't want to know more. What did you get? I got a first, and then I got a master's. You got a first? You yeah. got a first? Yeah. You are genuinely the biggest brown nose I've ever met in my fucking... You got a first? Yeah, I got a first. In Hawaii, with original four. All my essays would be like, this is my four. And every now and then, they'd be like, this is an absolutely awful four. And I'd get a bad mark. Then I'd got enough good ones. That... Basically, I'm an original thinker who was able to succeed in, you know, in an academic world which celebrated you know, unique thinking, forward thinking, creative and what was your, thinking. what was your degree in? Politics. And you got a first in politics? Yeah. Right. And now, I can honestly say I know nothing about politics. <laughs> I've not w- written one joke in my life about politics, and I'm pretty, I've got bad knowledge about stuff. Well, I got a, um, I got a third. <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? That's pathetic. I got a third in English language, and uh, unfortunately, listeners... I know even less about the English language than Johnny does know about politics. Uh, you I hated like Chomsky, though, didn't you? Yeah, I was. I had to learn all about Chomsky. All his, all his. Yeah, that's probably the overlap. You probably learned about Chomsky in your course. Yeah, Chomsky. Yeah. I learned in, in the early years when he was just banging on about how how sentences are formed, boring the tits off everyone. You got to learn about him in the cool later years when he was talking about revolution and stuff. I had to learn about Chomsky when he was just like, eh, "I think monkeys can learn English if we teach them." Fuck off, gnome. It's not yeah. even a real name. Gnome, isn't it? Your name, name is Gnome, it? you twat. Yeah. You have to be... Like, you're bullied so much as, as if your name's Gnome. You have to... You fall into books, don't you? Like, well, I used to read a lot because everyone used to hit me when I tried to talk to them. I um, I did one... I really hate telling this story, but I feel like this is a circle of trust on this podcast. I did one uh, exam. It was a phonology course. Phonology is where in the mouth sounds are formed. And this was English. English language. So it was, oh, almost, it was a science. Oh, right. So was it meant to be like, would you go in to do like speech therapy and stuff with it? I don't, I genuinely you wouldn't, didn't. Even, know, I wouldn't yeah. even know where to begin. Yeah, I, <laughs> I do a bit of speech therapy on the side, actually. <laughs> anyone listening who need There's anyone out there who speaks too well and they really want to know how to dumb it down, I'm your guy. Um, I... Right, I, I did an exam, right, and I kept taking it and taking it. And taking it. I never passed this module. I never passed it. And uh, one time I did it, I got a score of 4%. <laughs> Which was is it, was it pretty low. I mean, was that's it an pretty essay low. Thing? Yeah, it was like you had to write. That's unbelievable. Essays. 4%. No, it wasn't an essay. It was an exam. It was oh. an exam. Yeah. But so, so, like, so it was like a tick. 
a box and no no it was one of those like you write mini you know answers like that's mini, unbelievably mini terrible sean i because we look let, let's put this in some context writing your name you like, get two percent for writing your name you get two percent for showing up so in three years of university education i learned the equivalent information as my name <laughs> twice you learned your name twice i learned how to write my name twice i basically think they get i actually think i was lucky to get four percent if i remember correctly i wrote i just was starting to write anything remotely i think i was just i was like teeth make t sounds there is a thing called a glottal stop and then i if i remember correctly most of it was written as a full apology i was like, really sorry <laughs> Just apologise. Oh, so so bad, so bad. That's so funny. I didn't realise you could change courses when you were at uni. It I seems didn't know like you were, you were to. a really fucking stupid. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was way too dumb to be on that course. Like I was so. Did I was, you get good GCSE, like A levels or whatever? Yeah. How I did, did you fine. get? On, well, how did you get? How did you get on the course and only have a four percent knowledge of the course? I don't know, man. You need to have higher. Things. Well, I it's remember. Just, I, I guess I got the got the yips, didn't I? Got the yips. Did, were you doing drugs or something? What was going on? Were you internal? Yeah, I was doing drugs. I was doing stand up. I was doing drugs, and uh, but right. no, but, but that's barely an excuse. I wasn't doing that many. I wasn't like Pete Doherty. I, I was I'm... doing. I was doing. <laughs> none of my like all my friends who I was with, none of them got thirds. <laughs> but the jokes on the uni actually, because I've never got my degree, because I never paid the library, never played the library fines. Oh, yeah, the kept... joke's on them. <laughs> it's on them. Because well, they, they used to send me things going, well, we can't send you your degree uh, because you owe us money for the library. And I was like, joke's on you. I don't want that piece of shit degree. <laughs> All it's going to do is hold me back. Have you still got the book? Have you still got the book? Oh, I wouldn't imagine so. Because you could be racking... You might get, like, a bailiff on the door tomorrow. But, like, you were you were Newcastle University, £27,000 for Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland. I took out Alice in Wonderland for my linguistics course. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been my first problem. Man, this has got very little to do with vowel sounds. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, I didn't get much out. So, I, so actually, me and Kiyosaki... Are the mm. same. I should have dropped out of school. Yeah, I, have, I think the mistake. I did, get, I did get jobs. I mean, I have got jobs. I remember hearing about you when you were a student. There's a community called Tony James. Can, can I just say, I really don't like the, the direction this podcast is taking. I feel like I'm I'm taking an unfair amount of slack here. Well, I mean, in my defence, we've just had Messi on. So, I mean, compared to Messi, you're not going to stack up very well. And you have just told us you got a four percent in a test, and which is which is. In fathomably low. And now I've got another anecdote about you being a bit of a loser. So I'm just going to share that and then we can crack on with how you can better yourself. Failing better. All right. Nope. Fair enough. So there's a comedian called Tony Jameson who says... Can I just say fuck you for telling this story, by the way, in advance. I know what you're going to say. It's not that bad a story. No, there there are bad elements that I'll go into. And that... Do you, want, do you want me to not talk about it? No, I mean, it's no, it's all undignified. None of it's dignified. Well, he it just way. said that you used to come to comedy clubs so you could eat the sandwiches. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, oh yeah, Sean would turn up and eat the sandwiches and then go. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even on. It wasn't even on. Well, what I you know, so do, you, it's you, not you, like at comedy clubs there's loads of sandwiches. <laughs> so like, there, oh, was yeah. one, there was one, there was a club in Newcastle. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was going when you were. It was at a bar called the End Bar, which I no, think is they clearly got now. bankrupt by you eating all the sandwiches. Right, this was the name of the night. I'm not joking. It was every Sunday or once a month. Every Sunday, it was called I Heart Asbo's Comedy Night. Right, 
And their selling point was they had sandwiches and coleslaw. That was their selling point. <laughs> and I would just turn up and eat the sandwiches. What? Coleslaw sandwiches or were the, co- were the coleslaws like a condiment? Both. That's fucking weird. So you could dip, you could have a coleslaw sandwich and dip coleslaw into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, look, they they went for it. They went for it. Um, but one time uh, I went down there to see a friend of mine who had come up from Leeds because uh, he was doing a set there. And he said he was with this new girl and he said, I've been in love with this girl for years. I'm just, I'm really excited. She's coming to see me gig. Come and meet her. It'd be great. And uh, <laughs> he, uh, this is so bad. But I was so desperate. Like, and I got into the <laughs> got into the club, and I said hello to them. And I went over to the buffet, <laughs> and apparently, him and this new love saw me basically drool so much all all over my plate. Like, <laughs> it's just awful because I didn't know how to li- I didn't know how to live. I didn't know how to sustain myself. Why were you eating though? Were you spending it all on drugs? I'm worried about you, Sean. No, I just didn't know how to look after myself. I would eat kippers. But why were you drooling about a coleslaw sandwich? I've heard people having a bad university experience, but to drool over a, coles- a free coleslaw sandwich. Just, just... What's um... wrong? I, I think every episode I worry more about you, Mr. Sean McLaughlin. Why? Well, I'm, I'm together now. That's the whole point. I'm together. I'm failing better. No? No, no. All right. So, yeah, so right. it sounds like your university experience was pretty harrowing, whereas mine were, you know, reaching the top and then just chilling out at the top. <laughs> chilling out at the top. Story of Johnny's life. That, um, I might, that might be what I call my next item, sure. Chilling out at the top <laughs> with Lionel Messi and loads of awards. How many awards have you got? You keep talking about all these awards. awards you've won you've won won. Award. <laughs> <laughs> what did you win? What did you win? I won the Herald Angel. What you know. is that? I've never heard of that. It's uh, an award by my mother, uh, who said I'm the best that's, boy. That's her I'm, nickname, the Herald uh, Angel. She said I'm a, I am the Herald Angel. And I said thank you. For <laughs> I'm that. the Herald I Angel. Won it every year. <laughs> I'm thirty years old now. Won it thirty years in a row. I'm the Herald Angel. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, shut the fuck up, Johnny. <laughs> How about that? Shut the, shut the fuck up. How dare you talk to a Herald Angel like that? This is the key thing. Robert Kiyosaki, rich dad, poor dad. He had a rich, his rich dad taught him, don't ever get a job. Don't ever get an education, don't get a job. Because the idea is that you need to just find money. Find money. One of his, I mean, that is literally how he describes it. He goes, just find money. You'll find a way to get money. I mean, it's so <laughs> bullshit. But he says, um, he says, uh, uh, this is what he says. He says, um, uh, poor mindset is people saying, I can't afford that. Have you said that before, Johnny? Bet you've said that a lot of times. I've said that, yeah, yeah. Probably said that a few times today. Not the juice stamp sandwich? I can't afford that. Can't afford that. Um, But apparently, the rich person's mentality is, how can I afford that? Ah, so you think... So that's the difference. It's all about educating your mind. He says that money is in the mind. Yeah. That's That's his whole thing, which I guess is true. It's but not a, true at all. But in a more real sense, it isn't true. <laughs> it's not true in anywhere. Money Robert, is in the mind. You're full of shit. Anyway, this is the main thing. The second main thing, the second main tip he has, is acquire assets and not liabilities. And don't and save any... girlfriend then. Hello! <laughs> Please give us a five-star review. And Bastille, if you're listening, you've got to come on the pod. <laughs> got to come on the pod. They're an asset. I think Bastille are an asset. Bastille, you're an asset. 
and you and us not being on your tour is a liability. Checkmate. How can they argue with that? Checkmate, Bastille. <laughs> I'd love it if he was listening to this and went, what can I say? Checkmate. We've absolutely Queen's Gambited you there, you son of a bitch. That was a very good series, by the way. Watch this it is on a- Netflix. Okay, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Queen's fucking Gambit, Johnny. Um, so, for example, he reckons that everything you can learn about life, you can learn in Monopoly. What he says, he says, my rich dad used to teach me Monopoly. He was nine years old. He started working for this his friend's dad, and no one thought it was creepy. Like I haven't made that yeah. clear. No one thought it was creepy. What did he do for his friend's dad? He pretended to be an ironing board as he was sort of well, moving to yeah. <laughs> Monopoly is how you learn. Become a dog, <laughs> Robert. Become a dog. That is how you become rich. Yeah. I've rolled a twelve. Now hop twelve spaces across this giant board, Everton. Do not go to school. Go yeah, to you... jail. <laughs> this is how you become rich. Fifty pounds to be out of jail, you little dog. <laughs> Enter a beauty competition. No, his whole thing, and it is true. It is true. It, you keep saying, you keep saying absolutely insane things, and then going, "It is true." It is true. Monopoly is everything you can learn from life. No, no, but it's true. This one specific thing where he just goes, he goes, "You learn everything you can about Monopoly. Four houses, no, four greenhouses, one red hotel, which basically means be a real estate person." I mean, basically, that this entire book is like two hundred and fifty pages, and it can be summed down in one word, one sentence, which is invest in real estate I mean that's basically his entire thing yeah. he doesn't seem to realise how how he seems Expensive to think he's some is. oracle no but he seems to think he's got this really thoughtful modern like out there thing going I know all the tricks of how to win in life but his thing is just buy a house and become a landlord <laughs> like yeah it's a good thing to do though maybe it maybe, is a good thing it is a good thing to do we, maybe we can get a patreon and try and raise some mon- money so we can buy property do you think we'd be good landlords I'd be a wonderful landlord I'd say uh, raise the rent no I will not sort your boiler out what's that a mouse that was here when you came you alright yeah yeah all right, let's do a little act out alright you're, yeah. you're the landlord I'm the tenant alright I'm yeah. calling you up <laughs> yeah property's what two bedroom flat should we say two bedroom yeah, flat yeah 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 whereabouts Ballum. Ballum. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Ring, ring. Sorry, I'm just uh, shagging my wife. Can I call you back in a minute? <laughs> I'd really rather you Sorry, did. I, when I say wife, I mean two mistresses. <laughs> I feel uh, sick that I even said wife. Forgot okay. about her. Oh, sorry, is this, the, is, it, is this the landlord? Sorry. Oh, yes, I am a lord of land. Sorry, yes, hello. Okay. okay, I really didn't need to know that first bit about you fucking those mistresses. Um, People never I, do, but, you know, it's characterful. I wouldn't uh, be doing my job as a tenant if I didn't ask how hot they were. Oh, both models and uh, traditionally attractive and quite. Uh... Hi, sweetheart. Yeah, traditionally attractive this time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just need to call up because we're having some problem. There's some mice. Oh, you again. Ugh. Yeah, well, there's, there's mice in the property. Yes, not... I, I moved the snake in to sort that. Yeah, and now this, the snakes have reproduced and it's attracted a bear. There's a bear in the property. Well, you're going to have to deal... Look, look at your manual. There's a clear bit about dealing with bears. I'm sure there is. But the, bear ain't, the, but the bear ain't the manual. Well, I mean, if you've got your manual, uh, eight, eight, there's nothing I can do. So I am struggling to speak. There's just another naked woman in front of me. It's all a bit too much. Okay. Um... And also your rent's got... If you've got a bear in there, no pets. 
It's not a pet, you stupid man. Your vent has gone up. You're double the vent. It's not a pet. It's eating the microwave. It's eating the microwave. That's your microwave. Don't you care about your microwave? Well, if it's not in the stock list that we took at the beginning and it's not there now, you'll be more money, please. Right, we're going to leave. We're going to leave the apartment. Go fuck yourself, mate. We're going to move it. All right. I think that went pretty well, actually, Johnny. Yeah, well, I mean, what you'll <laughs> notice I did very cleverly there was I uh, got more money, increased my yield. Yeah, I guess that's that's the key thing, isn't it? You turned a liability yeah, into, an, into asset. an asset. The that's... bear could have been a liability for me because of the tent to it to kill one of my tenants. But what I did was I framed it as a pet so that I could get away with him killing you. That and is... also charge him my money. That's actually... I'm surprised at how cutthroat you were there, Johnny. Yeah, well, I had, I had some models to deal with. <laughs> well, yeah, to be fair, I was shagging two conventional... Was it traditionally attractive models? <laughs> what, is that, what does that mean by traditionally attractive? I think... Like, I, like, I, I Tudor guess... era, like, like Tudor era models. You know, like uh, 2022, but like in, you know, like quite conventional, you know, what you'd expect from a, from a woman who was an uh, influencer mainly due to their looks. Bastille, you've got to get on the show, man. Please, Bastille. Please, fucking hell, Bastille. We can go in on this. We'll, we'll become... Maybe Bastille have got to have enough money. and we, we Maybe we could just become their property managers and learn about the industry and then... I think we could do that. If Bastille want to give us a million pounds, I'll take it. Hey, you heard it here first. As that inspiration. If you, if you want to give Johnny Bellum a million pounds, he'll take it. And you'll, and spin, you, it, you'll, you'll spin it with me and then we'll go in on a business... And we'll become a landlord. Yeah, I'll split it with you. There's absolutely... And there's, I can think of nothing worse than splitting it with you, a man who seems to love the idea of a bear being in the house. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, the key thing is, you've got your million pounds. What do yep. you do with it? This is actually a very good, interesting thing. Let's see, let's see if you can follow Kiyosaki's rule. Is that his name? Yeah, Kiyosaki. <laughs> you get your million pounds from Bastille. They gift you a million pounds. Yeah. Which I actually think they're underpaying you, given how much influence you seem to have had over there. I inspired their multi-platinum winning... Ridiculous. Yeah. They they won so much platinum off that album. Yeah, the house is made of platinum now. Mm. Dan Smith, is, his skin is platinum. Got to get on here, Dan. We want to talk about your music and that weird platinum skin <laughs> surgery you've gone through. Big choice. Did Johnny influence that as well? Let's find I out. I certainly did. Um, no, you're... you're, you're You've got that million. So what do you yep. do with it, Johnny? I buy property. Buy property. And why do you buy property? Because I want an asset, not a liability. And in and today's market, it's up, up, up. Because renters are screwed and the money goes to me. Money goes to you. And also, you basically pay no tax. Great. Because How you can get that? into debt. It's about to do getting into debt. The idea is that his whole thing is like rich, normal people work, make money but then they pay the tax before they make the money. Yeah. Whereas his thing is, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business person, you get money, you spend all that money, you only pay tax on what you make. And if you've spent all your money on a, on a, on a building, you know, then you so haven't... You just keep buying stuff. Just keep buying stuff that's passive income. You never technically have an... In- I mean, his whole thing is like you never have a paycheck. You're, you're, all of your income is passive. And your tax bill is low. I mean, really, that is the world. That's the yeah, the, yeah, tragic, yeah. the tragic thing is that is the world. So basically, you just you keep buying, so you never make any profit enough to pay tax, but you keep having more and more assets, which you keep 
spending more. Yeah, yeah, that's some good strategy, that. Well, it is that. That's how it goes. And then the whole thing is about if you have a steady job. And he goes, yeah, but what if you lose your job? And then, God, I mean, I hate to admit it. Kiyosaki got a point. Yeah. I mean, I'm close to losing my job as a stand-up comic based on the fact that I never gig. (laughs) I would say I'm I'm like two weeks away from just no longer being a stand-up comic. When do you get to not be a stand-up comic? When, I mean, how... When was your last gig? Um, last week, actually, it wasn't that. Far and when was it before that? Fucking ages. Like <laughs> I, I can't. I don't even know when. I took December off voluntarily, and then I just didn't book anything in January either. That's okay. That's fine. Yeah. We'll get you a gig. I've got. I don't want to bug you anything, but I've got gigs coming out my ears this month. Go, do, you to, do you want to flog them to the audience? I guess you're, you know, you've already flogged your tour, haven't you? Is it all I'm tour gonna, dates? Uh, going on tour, a website, award-winning johnnypelham.com. Yes, he's won the Herald Angel. Um, uh, now, the last one is don't pay taxes. <laughs> That's his <laughs> last rule. I mean, the thing is, it's, it's a weird thing to say that. You go, this is my get rich. Th- these are my get rich tips. Don't go to school. Don't get a job. Don't pay taxes. Mm. And I get where he's coming from, but I just don't think this is applicable to uh, 99.9% of the world. No, but is that because you've got a loser mentality? Well, that's what he would argue. He would yeah. say that I'm not fi- I don't have any financial intelligence. Yeah. Um, but or he would also... He would- intelligence? I mean, you are a man who got a 4% on a linguistics test. Yes, but I also did well in my A-levels, and I was clearly in the wrong course, and I was in a bad <laughs> state, actually. <laughs> Sorry. I was, in qu- I was in quite a bad state at the time. And uh, unfortunately, it did dictate the tempo of the next 10 years of my life. But now I'm here. Go on, Failing. Uh, Failing better. better. We're back, baby. So don't pay tax. And he says the key to not paying tax is to constantly lose money. (laughs) I mean, his (laughs) advice is just off the chain. Because his whole thing is just like, anytime you get any money, don't. Like, just immediately spend it. And so it means that you'll never make money but you'll have loads of stuff Wasn't and then Trump- the debt and then you use debt to buy other stuff and use that debt to pay off the other debt and basically you're never actually happy and you never make anything and you're basically you contribute nothing to society you suck and you suck and you suck and that's how you do things well it sounds like a good book thanks for sharing it rich dad poor dad it is a good book um should we read about some of his other books yeah all right let me have a look Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Wait, I just wanted to read a few more. Rich Mum, Poor Mum. <laughs> Hot Mum, Ugly Mum. <laughs> Sorry, I've got... Uh, here we go. List of books by Robert T. Kiyosaki, who, by the way, uh, just an addendum to this, uh, his company declared bankruptcy a few years ago. <laughs> so... <laughs> do, do you know what his company was called? <laughs> Rich Global. I mean, that's like... <laughs> that is like a nine-year-old set up, that company. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't matter because he's written all of these books. If you enjoyed Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you might enjoy Cashflow Quadrant. <laughs> Rich Dad's Guide to Investing. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, for teens. <laughs> for teens. <laughs> what could he possibly be doing? What could he possibly be talking about? One of his main advice was don't go to school. So he's just telling us a teenager to play through it. He's got all of these different books. He's got different covers for all of them. And that one, the item on the cover to imply to imply that it's for teenagers is there's a backpack on it. Um, uh, Why we want you to be rich by Robert Kiyosaki and Donald Trump. 
co-written. He's written a book with Trump. Yeah, why we want you to be rich. Well, that's uh, nice of them. They seem rich, like good guys. Rich dads retire young, retire rich. Rich dads increase your financial IQ. Rich kid, smart kid. That's what people are going to start calling us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor kid, stupid kid. <laughs> no, no. I'm rich kid. I'm what, smart. Um, I'm smart kid. This quite. What's with all the gendered language? Why isn't? Why is it rich? Dad pod. What about rich w- wife? Rich woman. Rich woman. Imagine if he did one could just call rich. How to be a rich woman? Yeah. No, because the whole point is, is about his two father figures. His real dad, who was what, his poor dad, who, was a, who seemed like a very nice man, who unfortunately had a son who built a career on calling him a loser. <laughs> what and, 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 and his rich dad, who absolutely is a fictional character, as are most of the people in this fucking book. <laughs> yeah. Some of the stories he tells, he'll just start a story randomly by going, a Peruvian gold miner once told me, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Yeah. Kiyosaki, I like your style, but I think you're a bit of a twerp. Uh, Rich Dad's Prophecy, Midas Touch with Trump and Kiyosaki. He's written two books with Donald Trump. Good for him. <gasps> Do you know what, Johnny? You're in luck. Rich brother, rich sister. Woohoo! That must have been getting into the millennial ages and he was like, wait a minute, there's a gender bias here. There's a gender bias. He also has released his own board game. He learned so much from Monopoly, he created his own board game called Escape the Rat Race. <laughs> Do you know how you win? This is how you how? win. This is how you win the board game. You know how, like, you win Monopoly by you're the last person left. You win Risk, you're the last person left. You win... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You win Escape the Rat Race by by getting fifty thousand dollars a month in passive income. <laughs> the glory days. Um uh, Yeah, so that's how you do it. I think that's all I've got to say about this. Do you all like right, well, do, you, do you like the sound of this book? It feels incredibly unethical. It goes against a lot of my left leaning socialist principles. But maybe this is the book for me to get me, make me a rich dad and stop me being a poor dad. I like that idea. Yeah. Um, rich dad, pod dad? So, uh, Sean, yes. what are your short-term goals for this week? Uh, good question. Well, I guess I'll, I'll use rich dad, poor dad as my influence. Yeah. Um, make my own money. Love it. I would love you to make your own money. Bring on some uh, failing better coins. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure out if I can make a failing better crypto. Brilliant. For all of our fans. Yeah. For all of our fans. You can get an NFT. I don't really know what an NFT is. Do you know what it is? I do know what it is. And I don't think we want to be getting into that absolute fuckstorm. <laughs> I'll make... That's my short term goal is to make an NFT. <laughs> Which I don't know what it means. I literally have no idea what any of the... I've I've never met anyone who I'm more certain will not be able to make an NFT than you. You don't don't seem to know how to, like, change the photo on, like, a a Facebook profile, let alone make an NFT. Yeah, but, you know, I I can go from a, a poor dad to a rich dad to a man with an NFT. That's how life works, everyone. Um... Go see Johnny on tour. Go see Sean on tour. Double plug. Double plug. <laughs> Just like the Europeans. Yes. <laughs> and they've, speaking they've of nailed, Europeans. They've, they've nailed, their, <laughs> nailed their prongs. 
and they've nailed their plugs. Um, <laughs> and rejoin the EU. <laughs> rejoin the EU. Rejoin the EU. That's the message yeah. of this show. Um, uh, thank you very much for listening. Genuinely, do give us uh, a nice rating. Subscribe. Uh, write a review. Hound Bastille. <laughs> yes. Normally we only ask. Normally we only ask for you to help our listenership by subscribing, helping the algorithm. This time, Hound Bastille. <laughs> Find out where they live. Go to their house. Yeah, Johnny Palamin smiling an album. The last least thing you can do is respond to his tweet. And if members of the band are listening, go to each other's house. <laughs> Just go to each other's house and knock on the door and go get Pretend on the you're there for band practice. Actually, be there to deliver a curt message about <laughs> responding to the inspiration of their last album's tweet. Oh God! Ay ay ay! We'll get him. We'll get him. We're, we're going to get cancelled. As soon as we get him, as soon as we get him. Then we're then the sky's the limit, Johnny. Yeah, we get him. Then we get. We've already got Messi. We've Madonna's had Messi. next. I've started following Madonna on Instagram. She's mental, <laughs> absolute crazy. Anyway, that's for another pod. I don't even right. know you had Instagram. I've got I've got over eight hundred followers. <laughs> Paul, can we edit that so it sounds like he said a higher number there? Um, thank you so much, guys. See you next week. See you next week. Goodbye. God bless. A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk. <laughs> um, how was that? That sounded that was okay, wasn't it? I think so. Do you think so, Paul? Yep, sounds good. Funny enough, <laughs> I think it was okay. It was nice, wasn't it? Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.